Chapter 15 Dan made it to a clearing in the woods, where a newly paved road intersected through the gravel one he was on. He left the car running and got out to listen for the sounds of the men and their machines. The blacktop was fresh and almost hot to the touch as he knelt and put a hand to it. The wind ran through his hair and crawled up his sleeves. He looked to his left. The road twisted back in a sharp curve into the trees. To the right, the road went in a straight line for a great distance, rising to the top of a hill that was blocked off midway up with orange plastic fence and a few tipped-over construction cones. Past this was excavated earth surrounded by high piles of dirt and sand with a few long steel beams lying in a bundle. Further down the hill was a white pickup truck. Dan stood up and lit another cigarette, taking a few drags at once and watching the truck and fence line. After a moment, a man in a hard hat came jogging down the hill toward the truck. The man reached in the open passenger window and pulled out a few items, inspecting them as he marched back up the hill and disappeared over it. Dan shoved the burning remains of the cigarette into his mouth and swallowed it. He got back in the car and cranked the wheel, slamming on the gas and pulling onto the brand new road with squealing tires. Within a moment, he was at the orange fence line, slowing the car to a creeping idle while he rolled down his window and inspected the logo on the side of the white truck. It was the same tubular pipes weaving in a circle around the outline of a cement mixer. Beneath it, in large print, read CC Construction, and below that was a phone number. Dan searched the purse and glove box of his car for a pen and found one between the seats. It was covered in melted candy. He wrote the phone number on his jeans. His fingers were trembling. The tacky pen slipped from his grip several times as he struggled to read and write with swollen eyes. Then he tossed the pen on the dash and slammed on the gas crashing through the fence and bouncing the car down into the dirt on the other side. He held tightly to the wheel as the car tipped back and forth over the uneven piles of torn up road. The engine choked as he put the gas to the floor and raced to the top of the hill and soared over it. The car went airborne. From the driver's seat, the windshield became only sky one giant cloud that filled the interior with a muted glow. Dan felt weightless. His ass lifted from the seat. His organs rose in his chest. The engine clapped. A heavenly white void surrounded him. But the ground, trees, and construction site came crashing upward as he landed into a wide trail of gravel lined with towering machines and hissing pipes. Smoke spewed from them 
with loud banging rattles and the stuttered punching of jackhammers. And standing high above, a red crane disappeared into the overcast sky. Several of the men working on the site were wearing the same reflective green vests and white hard hats. All of them were in dirt-covered jeans and clay-clotted boots. They were red in the face and paying no attention to anything but the equipment in their hands. Two boys were digging at a pile of rock. An older man monitored the pouring of gravel from a conveyor belt running along the top of a large truck. Another two, farther up, had their jackhammers firmly held at their waistlines and shook violently while stabbing at the old and brittle concrete lying at their feet. None of them had noticed Dan's loud landing. His car hissed with spilling fluids and smoke billowing out from beneath the hood, but all the men just went on working with their heads down, unaware of his presence. Dan killed the engine and picked the pen up off the dash. He climbed out and limped over to the two boys with the shovels. Everything went from white back to red. His legs ached badly and his right knee refused to bend at all. As he approached them, the loud sounds of the machines drowned out his coughing and neither of the boys noticed him until he was directly behind them. Dan recognized the one closest to him from the hotel. And just as the young boy's flowery blue eyes met his, Dan stabbed the pen into his neck. The boy screamed and his helmet flew off as he dropped his shovel and toppled forward into the pile of dirt. The other boy backed away instantly and shielded himself with his shovel. Dan reached down and grabbed the other shovel. He pointed it at the boy and stepped toward him. The machines were so loud that the other men still went about their tasks, unaware. The boy dropped his shovel and lifted his hands in the air. He looked about 15 years old. He was crying and his eyes looked confused, like a dumb dog. His mouth hung open. He glanced down at his partner, curled in a pool of his own blood, and then back up at Dan. Dan extended the end of the shovel out and rested it on the boy's chest, yelling out an inaudible demand. The boy shook his head and shrugged his shoulders. Dan lifted the shovel. The boy dropped to his knees. He screamed, but could not be heard as the engine next to them let out a powerful crack. Dan held the shovel in the air, but backed away and picked up the second shovel. Then he turned and started toward the man at the gravel belt, recognizing his pink and swollen face as the one who had first made a comment to Laura the night before. Dan held the two shovels together with both hands, and as the man looked down into the gravel at his feet, Dan swung hard and drove both shovel blades directly into the back of the man's knees. The man crumbled like a pile of bricks 
and landed flat on his back. Dan threw the shovels down and pressed his knee into the man's chest. He grabbed him by the collar and punched him in the face. The man had gone cross-eyed. His nose was bleeding and blood bubbled out his mouth. Dan pulled his limp head up and shouted into his face. Where's Caleb? he yelled. Where the fuck is my girlfriend? The man didn't answer. He could only spit up blood. Dan shook him. The man's eyes rolled around as if dislocated from his brain. Dan hit him in the genitals while still sitting on his chest. The man gave a wet scream, and this time, Dan could hear it. It was louder than the machines. The man began choking for air and coughing up foam with his words. 65, he yelled. The man's head started to shake back and forth like he was shunning off a bad dream. His face had gone pale. The whites of his eyes were now red. He was crying. Dan held an ear close to his mouth and shook the words from him one last time. Sixty-five was all the man could say. Dan dropped him back onto his shoulders and stood over him. He picked up one of the shovels and lifted it in the air like an axe. The man had passed out. Far up ahead, the two with jackhammers were still going about their business with their heads down. Standing silently in the white air, surrounded by screams of metal, the blade of the shovel pointed to the sky before swinging down to deliver its final blow. Thank <laughs> you.